It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. Another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Your weekly breakdown of districts one and two in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined as always by Ryan Skaggs. What's up, Skaggs? How you doing? Just getting after the snow, man. <laughs> I cleared my house and like three other neighbors. And then by the time I got done, there's like two inches of fresh snow <laughs> on do my driveway have, again. <laughs> do you have a snow blower, Ryan? Oh, I do. Absolutely. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is my uh, my forte. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to break mine out for the first time uh, over the weekend. So got back from the Thanksgiving holiday and back here to Southeast Idaho and I don't know. We had a good six inches, maybe something like yeah. that. So we have like, depending where you go in town, there's 14 in my house right now. Um, I went and cleared a, an elderly couple's house earlier this morning and they had 16 inches at their house. So it's been, uh, it's been chewing up a little bit. It's, been, it's not warm, so it's fluffy, which is nice. So it moves pretty easy, but uh, yeah. yeah, if this was wet snow, it'd suck. F- fluffy and moves easy. That's how uh, yeah. people would describe me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, mine's like fluffy, but moves slowly, but (laughs) fluffy and moves easy. That's our uh, podcast title. There we go. All right. I love when the title is uh, decided within the first minute or so makes my job a lot easier on the back end. So (laughs) give you some isms. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Well, since it is snowing and, uh, Rule number one in podcasting is never talk about the weather, and yet it's what I go to almost immediately every single time. But well, it uh, could have an effect this week if we get because we don't have school in Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls and Rathdrum, and so Lakeland's out, Sandpoint's out too. So it could cause some issues with games this week. We'll see if it continues. Like they say, we're supposed to have snow for like the next six days, so it could be making some problems. Yes, and uh, that's a good way to tie it in because there was already a game, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, it was a it was a 1A varsity school, and they were going to play the St. Mary's JV, and the game got canceled. Uh, yeah, because it it's been gnarly. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it is that time of year, uh, not just for games being moved around because of snow, but also because hey. It's winter sports season. So here we go. Today yep. on the North Idaho PrepCast, we are going to do our girls basketball preview extravaganza. Are you ready for this, Ryan? I'm ready for it. It's a preview, even though we're already five games into the season for most teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to be going out a li- on a limb on a few of them. And uh, I say that jokingly because there's some some locks, in my opinion, I think, at some of these classifications on who's going to be you know top bill for this season. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, let, I mean, I, I feel like we have to start at the top with the 5A Inland Empire League. Last year, Lake City, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, just all three, all worthy of being state tournament teams. Coeur d'Alene with two losses on the year and they don't get to go to state. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> and yet we're headed toward, we're, we're headed right down that same track again this year because oh, absolutely. Yeah. Somebody's going to get left out on the back end and it's going to, be just a heartbreaker like that's just rough man it's brutal with not having any at larges um it it's so it's so tough yeah yeah it it is really brutal when you look at the preseason coaches polls that we conducted uh and you can find all our preseason coaches polls for every conference in the state of idaho on our website idahosports.com all of our girls basketball previews are right there on the home page as well uh so 
IdahoSports.com is your place for all your previews. We're putting in more and more boys basketball previews, and we got some really cool wrestling stuff in the works as well. But in the preseason coaches poll, Coeur d'Alene was picked one, Lake City two, Post Falls three. I think those three could finish in any order, right? Yeah, um, I, I like the Vikings as as the number one team up here. I really think that with what they've got, and not just because you look at, you know, Maddie Simons and, and, and that, you know, we know what she's able to do and over a thousand career points as a junior. And then now she's in her senior season going to play at Wyoming. Um, I like the cast around her. I really do. I think um, you look at, you know, the guard play that they're going to have is going to be insane. And, you know, it's, they're going to be, they're a complete team. I think the Vikings, they have a deep bench too. Um, they, if they, you know, weather the storm in the districts again and don't have the situation that happened last year. I mean, they're going to contend for state championship. I really look at that team as, as having um, all the right pieces to make a deep run. Yeah, of course, uh, Coeur d'Alene did lose Skylar Burke to graduation. She's now playing for the Gauchos of UC Santa Barbara Division yeah. One program. Um, but they return almost everybody else, including Maddie Simmons, like you said, yeah. uh, a point forward. She can play every position one through five. And sometimes- I think Madison Mitchell's going to be the one. She's going to be an all-state guard. I really do. She's she's so dynamic, especially on the defensive end of the floor, too. But she runs the point so dang well. Um, you know, I can distribute. I, I think Madison Mitchell's going to be, you know, player to watch on that team, not just just Maddie Simons. Yeah, I know. I know Maddie Mitchell was a personal favorite of yours last year. Yeah, uh, you were really impressed with her. I, I remember it. So yeah, we had Maddie and her mom, uh, Coeur d'Alene head coach Nicole Simmons, on during the off season, and they were talking about, you know, we're pretty excited about this team we're putting together. Yeah. And and then you know they got a very very slick transfer uh, from Liberty High in Washington as well. Tegan Colvin. Yep. She's she's a slick ball handler. She's going to be a good facilitator of this quarter lane offense as well. Yeah, and, and I mean we're talking about the Vikings, and I think the number two team is going to be Lake City, um, and that's no slight to to Post Falls. I mean Capri Sims is great too, and I mean they're going to be super competitive as well. That that Trojan team, but. You look at the pieces that came back on what was a really, really young Timberwolf team last year um, and coming back and they returned pretty much everybody. I mean, you look at, you know, Avery Waddington and Sophia Zufelt and and the, the cast around that team is just insane. Yeah, uh, Lake City off to a 4-0 start this year. They've already looked really impressive. They've got a great coach in uh, Coach Anderson. Um, yep. They, t- to me, I I think Lake City as the defending champs have earned the right to still be number one in my mind, and and until somebody knocks them from that perch, now Cordelaine is certainly capable of that, as yep. is Pope Balls. Um, but to me, Lake City still is number one in my mind until somebody can actually knock them off. They lost the older Pickford, but they do bring back uh, Cameron Pickford. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know. Lake City's got just as many athletes as Coeur d'Alene does. And then you've got Post Falls, which has, I think we would agree, the best post player in the conference in Capri Sims. The question is, is the player? I mean, I would say Wa- Avery Waddington's right there too. So, but she, she's yeah. more of a wing too. But I mean, because she can shoot it from the outside also. But right. Yeah, I, I mean, just, in terms of matchups, I don't know that many can match up with Capri Sims. Sure. You know, night in, night that. out. Um, yeah. But, but what's the cast around her look like? It's somewhat of a new cast, and it's a new coach as well. Our yeah. our colleague from IdahoSports.com, he's, he's a broadcaster for us on the side. Brian yeah. Hall is the head coach yeah. at Post Falls. 
Yeah, Coach Hall, and they, I mean, Coach Hall inherits a good lineup. And the thing about Post Halls, too, is that we talked about it. I mean, with whether it was volleyball or basketball, it's like they reload, man. And it's, you know, they get, they just have this like constant cast of players that come through. And it seems like you just, they're like a, you know, a, ba- a cold. You just can't get rid of them <laughs> as much as you want them to go away. If you're the other teams like Coeur d'Alene or Lake City or Lewiston, they're just not going anywhere. And, uh, yeah, so that one, two, three lineup I look at in the in the the IEL at five A um, is is pretty dynamic. And you look as far as statewide. I mean, if they're going to be in the top five, probably pretty much all year, in my opinion. I think until they knock each other out. But um, yeah, it's Lewiston. Lewiston's got an uphill road. I mean, they've got some players, but obviously losing, you know, one of their best players, um, you know, not turning out because she got a volleyball scholarship to the to university of washington i think um you know makes a bit of a difference for the Bengals, but um you know i think that they're going to be competitive at times but it's that it's kind of that top three definitely distancing themselves yeah and you can tell all three are gearing up for postseason runs because look at some of the tournaments they're going to uh cordelaine is going back to the tarkanian classic in las vegas um Lake City went down there last well last year as well. Um, Lake City is going to Phoenix, Arizona this year for the Nike Tournament of Champions. In, yeah, in, not just the Tarkanian now. They're like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. They they've kicked it up a level, and then and then Post Falls is going to the Timberline Tournament, which is co-hosted by Bora and Timberline. They'll see lots of good competition there, but they're also going to the GESA winter shootout in East Wenatchee, Washington. Yeah. And that's going to be, you know, no slouch in terms of competition. Yeah. The Gisa shootout over there in Wenatchee is a, a pretty good tournament. You're going to get, you know, some of the better teams from the Tri-Cities in Washington, Yakima. Um, they'll, they'll bring over some of the teams probably from the SPSL, which is a league over in the Seattle area. Uh, that South Puget Sound League has got some pretty dynamic teams as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, they're going to, it's going to be kind of a who's who at that tournament, I think. And that's going to be, a great um, couple tournaments as far as being battle tested down the stretch when you enter the heavy parts of league play and into the postseason. So I've got my North Idaho stuff down, Pat. Uh, we talked about last week. I'm, I'm going to be moving up to North Idaho. I got to get my Washington lingo down. It's Gisa. Yeah, okay. It's a credit union. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a credit union up here. But I, they have- I thought it was an acronym for something. The G E S A. I'm like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, I yeah. probably would have made that mistake too, but yeah, it's a, it's a credit union that sponsors that tournament. So <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a total Washington noob still. So uh, yeah. So we'll get I'll, you, I'll- we'll get you broken pretty quick. You'll get some of those GSL, the greatest Spokane league teams and, yeah, there's you'll have fun with that one. <laughs> yeah, very excited to, uh, to to learn the lay of the land. Um, but again, the, those three teams: Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, Lake City. Oh my goodness, just night in, night out. It's going to be a slugfest all year long. Um, mm-hmm. They are they are playing the four A schools again as part of this combined Inland Empire League. A lot of them are just getting them out of the way early. It seems like, or or putting them at the very end of the schedule. It's kind of yeah. like a uh, uh, an arranged marriage like okay i guess we gotta do this uh um we you know we've talked enough about that um let's talk about the 4a iel our preseason coaches poll was sandpoint one lakeland two moscow three I don't know. This is always a tough one for me to peg. All three teams have have quality athletes, but how do you see this shaking out? Um, grab a hat. You 
put those pieces of paper in there with each school's name on there and you draw. <laughs> That's how I see it shaking out. Like I, I honestly think that they're going to be so closely matched throughout this season. Um, I never count out the bears just because I know what, you know, that team can do and they always weirdly make a run late in the year um, and find their way pretty close to, to find them the postseason. Um, if not making it at Sandpoint's been, you know, kind of, running the show a little bit lately. I mean, it's, they've got a pretty good lineup this year. Um, I know they were really high on the, what they had last year, but they were young, um, still making it to the postseason. So I know that they've got some, some girls that they're really high on too. Um, you know, so I, I would, I would give the edge to Sandpoint probably, but it wouldn't surprise me if Lakeland or Moscow, I mean, they both have athletes too, that can compete, um, you know, make a run at that title, but it's only going to be obviously a one bid conference going to the state tournament. So we'll see yeah. what, what, what shakes out. Yeah, Will Love, great coach uh, at Sandpoint and has several talented athletes, Daly Driggs, Kelsey Cessna, not, Elise, yeah. you know, Strock is back as well for Sandpoint. They're kind of the favorites, I think. Um, Moscow, you talked about, I think has a really good head coach in Alexa Hardick. Um, numbers are a little down across the board, I think, at Moscow right now, just in terms yeah. of athletes in general. And not only now is she the girls basketball coach, but she, she had been the basically uh, an, an admin assistant in the athletic director's office, but with the unfortunate passing of Lance Abendroth, Moscow's AD earlier yeah. this year, she has now taken on those AD responsibilities as well. She's like the interim AD for Moscow. So she's got a lot on her plate right now. Mm -hmm. I really feel for her. Um, but again, I I'm so impressed with her. She's a, a good young coach and I hope, she sticks around for a long time in Idaho because, you know, she's played college basketball and, and played basketball all over. But uh, I really do think she's a great coach for our state. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, and, and you know, you look at like it was kind of slided Lakeland there and just kind of skipped over them. And I think that that Hawk team is is pretty solid, too, and what they bring back. And yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it it's going to be a competitive, you know, four a slate. Yeah, I wasn't trying to skip over anybody. I was giving each team their own little sure. lane to operate in. Well, with and with Lakeland, the big story is uh, Tyrell Derrick is the, uh, yeah. the new girls basketball coach. Took over for longtime coach Steve Seymour, who retired in the offseason. And uh, obviously, Tyrell's no stranger to Lakeland Hawk athletics and excellence. Um, that'll be a good fit, I think. Yeah, I think Ty's going to do a great job. And and the one thing is, is that he's a hawk. I mean, he's a he's a he's a Lakeland guy. Um, you know, younger brings a lot of energy to the program. I think the girls have responded pretty well to to him. And obviously, he's not. To, I won't say terribly experienced, but I think he just brings a, a different perspective. And I think he's going to relate to the players a lot um, better. And that's not slight to Coach Seymour. Coach Seymour did a great job with that team too. Um, but I think that it's going to be a, a good transition. And I look at what Lakeland's done with their, their coaching hires, you know, with football and some of the other sports. It's been, I mean, you've seen every time they hire somebody in the last few years, you've seen a lift in the program. And so, you know, we saw it with volleyball. We saw it with football. Now we're, I, I expect that we'll probably see it with girls basketball too. I think Ty's going to do a great job. Yeah. And Lakeland already has a win over Lewiston. Uh, this year, a 5A opponent. So yep. uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, let's go to the Intermountain League, 3A. Hey, it's a two-team affair. It's Bonners <laughs> Ferry. It's Timberlake. Both teams are going to be really good, I feel like. Obviously, yep. Tim Timberlake is kind of the gold standard with, with uh, all the success that they've had over the years. But don't sleep on the Badgers either. 
I think the Badgers, in my in my mind, I'm going to give them the slight edge. I really like that lineup that they've got. Um, you know, and Aisha Ubikabarik, she can pour it in every night. Um, she plays really well. You know, she can play in the post. She can play out on the wing. Um, so there's they've got some players for the Badgers. And, and, I mean, granted, we've seen them kind of play a little bit of a preseason slate playing like, you know, Clark Fork, which is a, a 1A D2 school. But – um, but a, but a decent program in, in Clark Fork. They got a decent team there, and um, being able to handle things, I I think Bonner's Ferry is going to have a pretty successful run. I mean, it's going to be a slugfest between the two. You got to have to probably. Um, I think they're going to go into districts with probably a pretty close record. I think it's going to be pretty even. Um, sorry, I dropped my pen. Um, but <laughs> yeah, between the two, I think it's going to be a, a good matchup. And you look at Timberlake, obviously that. You know, it's like a well-oiled machine. They just kind of turn out state tournament runs. And uh, the Tigers, I I think, you know, they're going to be the be in the mix again. But I really like what Bonner's Ferry brings to the table this year. I like their balance. Yeah, key players to watch for Timberlake, Sierra Sumas, uh, Marissa Needs. Saw a lot of time last year as a freshman. She's just a sophomore. Jenna Ladke Chase is going to be a great player. Bonner's Ferry. It's it's all these girls that also golf in the spring, and and they're like always oh, so good. You've got the the Bears in Avery and Braylon, and then uh, Asia Abubakari, like you alluded to, Markin Pluid is, is a sneaky good post player for Bonner's Ferry as well. And you know, just talking about girls basketball in general, Ryan. I went back and counted yesterday. There are fifty new head coaches this year across the state in girls basketball. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I bring that up because we've already talked about a couple of them. Tyrell Derrick at Lakeland, Brian Hall at Post Falls. Um, But here in this Intermountain League, I just I find it very comforting that it's the exact opposite with these two head coaches. Matt Miller in his 18th season at Timberlake. Travis Hinthorne in his 16th season at Bonners. It's like home cooking, man. <laughs> like it's going something that makes you comfortable. You can go back, you kind of rely on it. And uh I'm sure that you know that has a lot to do with with this the stability of both programs and the success, obviously, that they've seen, uh, especially in the recent years. I mean, you look at the last 10 years for both teams, they've been pretty, pretty good. So um the IML is gonna be competitive if they can get, I don't know if they're gonna get a second bid or not, but um, with having two teams in the conference, I don't. How does the state shake out this year for that? Is it a one big league and that's it, or are they going to get an at large possibly? Uh, I don't think they do. I'll, I'll double check that for you, but or a play in uh, option or something like because, like, that would be a shame if only one of those teams gets to go to state. But yeah, yeah. we talked about it in football, right? Where since there were at large bids and things like that, you know, both teams were able to yeah. get in and, and compete. Uh, in basketball, yeah, just one, one Ooh, team. That's that's stinky because I, I would take the other team in a play-in game in a heartbeat. But yeah, yeah, they they will play Ryan for the first time on Friday night, December second. That will be go. at Bonner's Ferry. Then the rematch comes all the way at the end of the regular season, January twenty seventh, and then of course they will compete in a best of three game series quote unquote for the district championship in early February. So yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that uh, that go all three games. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's appointment viewing for sure. Uh let's go to the two A, the Central Idaho League, where you've got 
these two opposing forces where Grangeville has kind of controlled the league for the last several years. Coach uh, Michelle uh, Barger does a tremendous job with Grangeville year in, year out. But then you've got this new kid on the block in Kellogg that yep. dropped down from 3A. And Kellogg has been kind of a, a force to be reckoned with in the IML the past couple of seasons. So is it Kellogg? Is it Grangeville? I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to watch them play it out. I think the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, but I mean, and then you look at, you know, Orfino, what are they going to be able, they were kind of in the mix a little bit last year here and there and uh, last couple of years. So it, it matter, you know, I don't think it's just going to be the top two. I you think you look at it and it could be a slug fest. I mean, priest river might show up on, on any given night and give somebody a run. Um, I like the conference now that the alignment, the way it happened with the, the, the teams dropping down and it's made it a bit more dynamic with, you know, you throw in St. Mary's into the mix and, and Priest River, and it gives, I think, a more competitive slate across the board. Um, and you're not seeing so many like crossover because we did see the CIL played the IML as almost like league games last couple years. So um, the schedule hasn't changed much for those teams, but I think there's just it means a little bit more now. Um, and that the Kellogg Grangeville games are, I mean, that's going to be must watch. Uh, basketball, I think this year you're going to see some great games between those two programs. Um, and I, I think Orfino might be able to throw their hat in the mix a little bit with the athletes that they have in their program. Uh, if they can put something together and, and make a run maybe late in the year or around district time, it'd be interesting to see the Maniacs maybe sneak in there, um, as a sneaky number, you know, number three or number two team. Definitely. So we talked about Coach Barger for Grangeville. Uh, J- Jenna Nearing is the uh, coach at Kellogg veteran coach there. Yep. And then you've got, you've got some new coaches uh, that are being worked in uh, Dakota Wickard is the new coach at St. Mary's yep. or Afino has a new head coach in Allison Brandt Chatfield and uh, at priest river, you've got a new head coach as well in Tyler Douglas. So three new head coaches in that league uh, Grangeville. How about this? Uh, Keller Sherman wrote a great conference preview for the 2A CIL. You can find it on our website, idahosports.com, along with all of our other girls' basketball so previews. That's the Dakota Wickard, right? This is so remember, I, I have time coaching at Pullman High School, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so this makes me feel old. <laughs> she was a student at Pullman High School, um, I believe. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, she was a, a Pullman High School student, a great athlete as a Greyhound, um, taking over that St. Mary's program. So that's uh, really cool to see. If uh, if that indeed is the same person that I think it is, that's that's a good hire by the, by the Jacks. I think that they're going to be uh, definitely pleased with with the effort that they're going to get from that coaching hire. Definitely. So uh, yes, and and all of that is detailed in our preview that Keller Sherman wrote. But he he uncovered this stat: Grangeville has not lost a CIL game since 2018. That's that could end this year with Grant with Kellogg entering in the picture. It could it now. Could. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I still kind of lean Grangeville yeah. um, because you talk you know, about the song stranglehold. I think that kind of like puts it like that. It's about Grangeville basketball. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Grangeville uh, took third at state last year. Um, wasn't that long ago that they won the title 2011. So 12 years ago. Um, and, and I just think, you know, they're young. But guess yeah. what? So's everybody else. This yep. is a young league this year, too. So, yeah, I don't, know. A, I don't know. We could see. That's what I'm saying. Whoever ends up having like the, the leadership and the upperclassmen um, could make a run. I, I really look at that as a, you know, you the seasoned vets could. But also, I mean, scrappy youth 
there's some players out there, especially in the two A ranks, that can show up night in and night out. So it'll be it'll be a fun competitive conference. Yeah, and I will tell you that Kellogg and Grangeville are both gearing up for a a postseason run uh, in two A basketball this year. Uh, the CIL gets one and a half bids. So somebody will have a chance to earn their way in via a play-in game. They would have to play the third place team from district three uh, is how that would work. Now I'm looking, doing the math in my head. So I'm like, mm-hmm, could, could build well for the North. I, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that, that's more likely going to be like Ambrose, New Plymouth, somebody like that. I, I would favor the team from the North yep. there. Uh, look at who these teams have already played. Kellogg is one in three with losses to four a Sandpoint, four a Lakeland and three a Bonners Ferry. And we just talked about how good all three of those teams are. They play Moscow on Friday night. Uh, and then they play Bonners Ferry again. That is a tough stretch of games. That's a a murderer's row for an opening. Yeah. Slate. I mean, usually in the, the beginning part of the year, you see teams scheduled down and they scheduled way up. So, um, you know, if you're going to go and battle tested through your league slate, that definitely is going to help. But yeah, it doesn't and, help and, your record much. Right. And with max preps in the rankings and all that stuff, um, we'll see how that affects it. It didn't help the teams from the North last year no, in basketball, not. generally speaking. Um, Kellogg's one win is over Wallace, and we will talk about them in just a minute. Grangeville is two and three, Ryan. They have wins over Council which is a 1A D2, but they were the yep. state runner-up last year in 1A D2. Yeah, that's a good team. Good team. They've also beaten McCall Donnelly, a pretty good 3A team. Yep. And then they have losses to 3A Parma, which is a perennial state participant. Last year's defending 2A champs from Coal Valley Christian yeah. and the favorite for the 2A championship this year in Melba. So, yeah. I mean, Cranesville has gone through it's a gauntlet. Good. Yeah, they've scheduled up, and they typically do that too early in the year. I mean, you'll see them play like Coal Valley fairly regular, or they'll play like Lapway, some of the Prairie, and some of those other teams. You'll see that, you know, um, sometimes they take a loss here and there, but um, the Bulldogs have scheduled up. So, I mean, obviously it doesn't help for seeding a ton um, late in the year when you get to tournament time, but you get some of those ones do do help. So um, maybe they give you a bit of a lift, but. Um, definitely no nights off for, for any of those teams. So, yeah. Yeah. Grangeville and Kellogg will play for the first time on January 13th. So we got to wait a while before we get that matchup, but uh, we will see. And we'll see if anybody else can emerge uh, yeah. in this league as well. Let's go to the one, a D one ranks. Let's talk about Wallace uh, first. Let's, let's talk about that scenic Idaho conference where Wallace was the team that got to state last year. I got to cover them at state, uh, got to uh, meet and get to know Nicole Farkas, the head coach of Wallace. And uh, she's a great coach, awesome lady. Um, And it was really fun to watch this Wallace team. Now they did lose Jaden house. They're all state performer, but they bring back, uh, they bring back. It's kind of an interesting roster. They've got a trio of sisters this year, Ryan, where Brittany Phillips, is uh the returning starter she's a junior her younger sister bethany phillips was a bench player last year she's a sophomore and then there's a third phillips this year kylie phillips and she's a freshman so all three of them are on the team together for wallace that's that could be great 
or that can be <laughs> depending on what 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 happened before practice or before the game that day at home. So, <laughs> what kind of who's who's mad at who? But uh, I think that that no, that could definitely help as far as um, building, you know, kind of the kinship. And you'll see that obviously in the smaller schools, you'll see that a ton um, with family making it kind of be a family affair, which can help your team kind of be close knit. Um, but uh, it's that conference is going to be interesting because you look at teams like Lakeside, um, which is kind of out there, and, and and Genesis Prep as well. We kind of talk about oh, they're perennially young, um, or they could surprise you. But I, you know, it wouldn't shock me one bit. I mean, some of those teams of how competitive they are um, in the one eighty one rank. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if if Wallace can indeed repeat. I don't know if I at this point if I could pick a favorite to be honest with you. I think Lakeside could be sneaky good um you know they've got they've got girls that can play and flat shoot so it'll be interesting to see what happens there yeah i think lakeside's got the best overall player in ariana javier gore um but wallace might have better depth uh coach farkas for wallace uh, talking about those three phillips sisters said it will be fun to see this trio of sisters on the court together not if you're broadcasting their game. That could yeah. be that could be problematic if there's three Phillipses on the floor all at one Phillips time. To Phillips to Phillips back to Phillips. <laughs> yeah, I mean at that, that point could... you're just like come up with nicknames or use first names at that point. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So so yes, I'm with you. I kind of lean maybe Lakeside. They are off to a two and one start this year. The Knights. Um, with wins over St. Mary's and Clark Fork, but also a loss to North Idaho Christian. Yeah. Um, Wallace is one in three, but they just competed at the Silver Valley tournament that they uh, co-host with Kellogg every year where they had to play Bonners Ferry and Kellogg. So that's yeah. two pretty tough teams for Wallace out of the gates. Um, and just comparing scores, Lakeland defeated St. Mary's. Wallace just lost to St. Mary's 52 to 46. So maybe that's a data point that yeah. we can use somewhere along the way as well. But anyways, um, and, and then Genesis Prep has a new head coach this year in Jessica Whaley. We will see how she does there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the White Pine League where, man, it do- doesn't Jackson look like in Lapway basketball. <laughs> well, I mean, last year, Lapway and Prairie met for the championship and yep. not just the white pine championship, but the one eighty one championship. And uh, we could be headed down a similar path again. And, and, you know, you throw in teams that are out there too, like Troy, um, I, you know, they bring back a cast of players and Genesee brings back, you know, a tougher lineup and, uh, Clearwater Valley, they're going to be, they're always kind of like in the mix too. And Kamiya has got some play. I mean, it's that, that, that whole league is just, is kind of psychotic in my opinion. Um, when you look at the toughness top to bottom, but I mean, it's no reason that you don't, you see Lapway and Prairie in the state championship game. Like that just makes sense. Cause you, night in and night out, you know, you're playing a state tournament game in my opinion. And, and those games mean so much because, you know, you can't have, you know, a couple slip ups in a row. And then you get to Lewiston for the the, the district championship tournament. And that tournament with potlatch and you, I mean, there's you can't really skip over a team every night because you know Logos is in the mix sometimes, and and they show up with a good roster. And um, you know, obviously, I look at Lapway and and what they lose and what they gain. I mean, good grief, that lineup is crazy deep. Um, I think Prairie's going to be right back in the mix again with who they brought back from last year's championship lineup. Um, that's from the state championship game, I should say. Um, on a runner-up team 
you know, Prairie's going to be right in the in the in the thick of it too. Troy's going to be competitive. I think the Trojans could be pretty darn good this year um, and sneak up on a few teams. I think Potlatch is going to be competitive too. Um, but yeah, that that conference is just is brutal. That's a that's an absolute meat grinder. If you look at it, it's like Big Ten basketball, in my opinion. Yeah, I I kind of look out of it uh, in in a tiers approach, and this is where I'll use the preseason coaches poll a little bit here. I think the top tier is Lapway and Prairie. They were yep. picked one and two. They just are not not only White Pine contenders, but state title state contenders. Yeah, absolutely right. Lapway brings back uh, Jordan McCormick Marks, great point guard. She's a junior. Her as long as they get seated on opposite sides of the bracket, that I mean that that could be very realistic. You know, yes. seeing that as a state championship game again. For sure. Uh, Jalen McCormick Marks is Jordan's younger sister. She's a freshman. Lauren Gold is back as a returning starter. Prairie brings back the White Pine Player of the Year, Kristen Wemhoff. Great yep. point guard for Prairie. And then Tara Schlater was a double-double machine last year for the Pirates. She routinely got 10 points, 12 rebounds, stat lines yep. like yeah. that. So I, think, I believe both those players were on that all-North Idaho team that I had last year. So um prairies they're deep i mean lapway is going to be deep too i mean what they gained in that freshman mccormick marks is so stinking good um she could have a pretty insane career but by the time things are done out there in lapway but um yeah it's that that conference is just you look at tears in that conference uh, like you said yeah it's going to be lapway one prairie two in my opinion um and then a dog fight for for third place yeah, and then so look at Lapway, who they've played so far. They beat Coal Valley Christian, a two A school. They're the reigning two A champs yeah, in their yeah. season opener, and not just beat them, but they beat them, smoked they, them. <laughs> they, did them, they did them dirty, sixty two to thirty five. Then yeah. they play Melba, the overwhelming two A favorite this year, and only lost by eight, fifty two to yep. forty four. And then their first two White Pine games, Ryan, a ninety eight to twenty two win over Troy, and a yep. fifty three to twenty eight win against Kamii. Cool. I mean, yeah, not only do they score, but they play defense. And, uh, you know, that's the, the, the if they're complete, they play on both ends of the floor so well. Um, and we've talked about it like in the, on, with the men's, the boys team too, but like the girls teams gets, they should get all the, every bit of accolades that the, the boys team does just with how they play. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it, that, they're going to have some big wins down the stretch too. If they're playing, I think they're playing in the Avista tournament again, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, they I are. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to pick up probably a couple five, a games in that tournament too. Um, or playing a, you know, two A or three, a team from Washington in that one. So, you know, they're going to get a couple big wins on their, under their belt too. Definitely. So if Lapway and Prairie is tier one, then in tier two, I've got the next four teams. And this is how the coaches picked it. They picked Genesee to finish third, Clearwater Valley fourth, and then Kamii and Troy to finish in a tie for fifth. And each of these teams have athletes that can go get you 15, 20 points a night. Uh, uh, Cadence Schilling from Clearwater Valley. Derricka Morgan from Troy. Genesee's got Isabel Monk and, and Shelby Hansen. And then Kamii's got uh Laney Landmark, who is very underrated, I feel like. Yeah. No, you look at I mean that that's a fun district tournament because I think some in some years that's more competitive than the first two rounds of the state tournament. Um, as far as what happens in that conference. There's some I've called some games down there when they play in Lewiston in the past, and uh, there's been some like you know instant classics that come down to buzzer beaters and um, overtime games seem to happen every year in that conference and especially in the district tournament time. But 
Um, yeah, no, that's a it's a it's a competitive league, and I, I look at you know is it is it a three bid league this year, or did they uh, only get the two bids with the two and a half? They get two, two. Okay, so I don't pass. They've had to play like one of the North teams, but I think North finally got their bid solidified. So yes, yeah, so di- yeah, yeah, District One gets one, District Two gets two, the garbage District Three gets two and a half. That is such a trash league. Uh, it's just that's how you really feel. That's that's harsh. You know I, what? That's harsh. Uh, it, I will I will say that the third best team from the White Pine. Could win that conference, probably go win that conference. I'll say that. Absolutely, I'd say um, that. Absolutely, I'd put money on that. Just yeah. in case there's any Boise fans listening, I don't want to. That was a little strong, but this, it, this podcast ain't for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and and then uh, just to finish up the white pine, Potlatch was picked seventh, Logos eighth, Logos working in a new head coach this year in Gabe Wrench. We will see how that goes for them. 1AD2. Let's start. Let's just continue in the White Pine League sure. in District 2. Uh, Deary was picked as the preseason favorite. Kendrick and Nezpers both tied for second. St. John Bosco, four. Highland, five. I still like Kendrick, man. I, I They were my yeah. pick. Uh, they got to the state championship two years ago with a very young team and lost. I was I was beating the drum for Kendrick all year long. Last year, they got back to state, but didn't get as far as they wanted to. Uh, they lose Aaron Morgan, but they still bring back so many talented players. I don't know. I still just kind of leave Kendrick. Though, so does Deary. Deary I, brought back, I think they brought back their entire lineup. So um, if they've got Kennedy Kirk down low, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Mustang still. I, I do. I like that. That she's so hard to guard. It's just, um, you know, but that's a competitive league that really is because you look at highland i mean highland's out there that you know they can play night in and night out too um you know play a good physical brand of basketball as well so that conference is is tough and i look at deary deary kendrick once again going to state from that league um you could coin flip who gets one too but i think i think the edge goes to the mustangs um getting it getting the one seat out of that conference this year and I'm going to upset some Kendrick fans that I built good relationships with over the football season, but yeah, no, I'll give you some like built, you know, the, the, you know, locker room fodder to maybe I'll give you a little bit of ammunition to, to get some motivation. You can put it in my face, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Deary's got a Raya wood coming back as well. Mm-hmm. She's, nominal athlete Kendrick's going to lean on you know Rose Stewart who's been a multi-year starter Haley Taylor uh Harley Heimgartner uh Nespers was picked to finish tied for second with Kendrick uh yeah Kelly Nespers can be sneaky good too yeah yeah I I do too coach Callie Zenner's got a pretty good team there led by Erica Zenner and also Catherine Duck uh I think Nespers is very very sneaky as is St. John Bosco um, you know, they're younger. They're going to lean on a pair of sophomores to lead the way, Julia Wasmuth and Sarah Waters. But Alyssa Fry, in, in her second year of having a, a girls' varsity program at St. John Bosco, I think also could be pretty sneaky. Comes down to it is going to be depth. That's, I mean, we know that they can play, you know, they're starting five, but what do they have on the bench? And if they have to lean on the bench and it's, it's pretty sparse, that's going to be a, a question mark, I think for St. John Bosco, because we know they're starting five can play, but if they get in foul trouble, um, it gets pretty shallow pretty quick. I think that's what they've kind of ran into last year, uh, especially later in the year. So it'll be a, a, a I mean, that's is going to be super sneaky. 
I think they're going to be pretty com- competitive, but um, I still like Deary and I still like Kendrick, I think. But, you know, if, if Nespers gets that two seed, I mean, it would be it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, we see an upset there this year. Yeah. And then Highland is working in a new head coach, Matthew Thomason. Uh, we will see how the Huskies are able to do there. One last note on the 1A D2 White Pine League. Um, looking at the schedules, uh, last year, Kendrick went to that tournament in Orlando, Florida, um, which was pretty cool. They they aren't doing that again this year. But what was interesting is that on, on back-to-back nights in uh, December, uh, Sitka, Alaska is going to come down and play. Uh, they're going to play on Wednesday night, December 28th at Kendrick. And then the following night, they're going to play Thursday night, the 29th at Deary. Kind of a cool little two, That's cool. two yeah. school deal with Sitka, Alaska. I don't know. I can't get any, any insight on Alaska girls basketball, but that's awesome. <laughs> and and I believe the boys are doing the same. I think it's a girls boys. Oh, cool. Uh, that's a double cool dip trip. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah I have no cool. idea how this got arranged. That's probably, I think if you go mileage wise, that might be a further trip for Sitka than Kendrick took to go to Florida. So a little bit yeah. of geography, geography uh, information there. Nugget. I think that that is a longer trip if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, yeah. Let's look here. Sitka, Alaska to Kendrick, Idaho, and and we'll have to reach out and ask how this thing got like. Yeah, how do you like randomly find like? Oh, I mean, there had to been a connection or something somewhere, and but that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's a ten a ten hour flight from Sitka to Kendrick. So yeah, that's. Well, you're you're gonna fly into Spokane and bus, or you're gonna fly into Lewiston. But yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a journey. Or flying to Pullman. I guess you could fly into Pullman too, but yeah. Yeah, and you and you can't you literally can't calculate the driving because uh where Sitka is, it's located on on a little island part of the So Alaska. imagine that you're if you're checking your watch, right? And stick out your index finger and your thumb, and that's the state of Alaska. And they're like they're like in the crack between your index finger and your thumb. Yes, that's that's exactly right. Um, so yes, they they literally have to fly everywhere they go. So yep. very interesting. And yes, we we'll have to see if we can, um, as we get closer to those games, maybe bring on some people to talk about that because that that would be kind of a cool story. I feel yeah. like I don't know, I don't know how that gets arranged, but uh, okay, it's cool. <laughs> yes, very that's cool. That's a that's a long journey. Yeah, yeah. there's Let's, no easy way to get to Kendrick neither. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, okay. Let's wrap up with the North Star League. Mullen was picked one. Clark Fork was picked two. Kootenay picked three. Uh, I got to see uh, Sherry uh, lights the Mullen girls basketball coach uh, when I did the Mullen quarterfinal football game. She was closing up the press box um, as I was uh, taking my time on the post game show. Uh, so I got to talk to her a little bit and she said she was pretty excited about having a team this year. They didn't have enough players to have a varsity team last year. They now have enough players to not only have a team, but coach lights thinks to, uh, to compete for a chance to go back to state. You know, they made it to state two years ago. It had been the first time they'd been to state since 1986. That's crazy. And- yeah, and District One gets gets one bid to state again this year. I think ultimately it comes down to Mullen or Clark Fork. I like I like I, based on what I saw, um, Clark Fork was pretty competitive with Bonners Ferry the other night, um, at least for a while on that game. 
Wampus Cats, I think I'm going to give them the edge again just because I think they what they consistently bring back. But um, it's going to be a competitive conference. It will be that North Star League. And it's just, I mean, North Idaho and travel and snow outs and everything else. It's going to be a weird, wonky schedule to where they're all going to play probably everything in the last two weeks of the regular season. So <laughs> just because of school schedules and everything else, that seems how it usually works up here. Yes, uh, I will. I will tell you that Clark Fork lost to Bonner's Ferry, forty-eight to thirty. But that was the Bonner's Ferry JB as well. So, oh, was it? Okay, then uh, yes. maybe. Um, okay, but I might change uh, my answer. <laughs> but, but, I didn't but, know that it was Bonner's Ferry JV. I'm like, that's a competitive score. If that's their varsity, that's not bad. But okay, <laughs> and, and that's how it goes for you know Mullen, Kootenai, Clark Fork. They play a lot of the JV teams from the bigger. Yeah schools in the area so um yeah we'll we'll see how it shakes out uh for, Mullen for Clark. correcting me on that one because i was like <laughs> i didn't know i was under the assumption i'm like man if they could hold the like you know that that lineup like to only 40 like that's impressive but okay never mind <laughs> yes and and like for example wallace their girls basketball team they beat the post falls jv in their yeah. season openers which was pretty impressive so that's a that's a good lineup so yeah no that post falls yeah. program's pretty deep so Definitely. All right. Well, that'll do it for our girls basketball preview extravaganza. Uh, and again, you can see all of this and more at our website, idahosports.com. We've got all the girls basketball previews done. Uh, the girls uh, basketball preseason coaches polls for every conference in the state done. We are adding in more and more boys basketball previews with each passing day. We'll do our boys basketball preview next week here on the show. And then for wrestling coverage, we've got our preseason uh, team rankings out uh, our top five, the, the uh, wrestling and editorial staff at idahosports.com will be doing the rankings this year for wrestling. And you've already got a bone to pick Ryan. I do. Our- I was kind of mad. I didn't get a vote. <laughs> I was like, I mean, they're pretty close. I think four a, they nailed it. Um, three. I think they're sliding Bonner's Ferry is going to be pretty competitive this year. Uh, Timberlake will be pretty good. There's, there's some decent kids up here in, in North Idaho that they could have good seasons. The one, a two, a rankings, um, Clearwater Valley, I think, is going to be a contender. I really do look at that lineup, and they're pretty dang good. The the Rams are going to be really good, um, you know. So it'll be interesting to see. I, but I like, I think Cordelaine got slided a little bit in that wrestling ranking. But that's we can I can go off on Twitter about that if I have to. But um, yeah, I, I don't think the Vikings got enough respect. But I think that you know they got a lot of time to to prove. And there's some big tournaments coming up in the next couple of weeks. You've got you know Tri State coming up here in Cordelaine, so. There'll be there'll be some time to shine for the North Idaho kids in that tournament because that thing is an absolute meat grinder of a tournament. So um, I'll hopefully have some some updates from that when when that tournament hits. But uh, I'll be I'll be there for that one for sure. Yeah, we we can't wait. So yes, wrestling coverage. We're doing the top five teams by classification each week, and then a top five just regardless of classification. So for example, South Fremont at 3A school was ranked third in our top five overall. And then we're ranking the top five girls teams every week as well. And we're bringing back individual rankings and we're doing a weekly podcast dedicated just to wrestling. It is called the Matt Chat Prepcast. The first episode will be Tuesday night live at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time. And that'll be every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. You can tune in live or catch it later on. Uh, as well, it's the Matt Chat. You'll have a lot of post falls fans <laughs> joining that one because of the season that they could have this year. That Trojans yes. team is loaded. That lineup is stacked. So, 
yeah, if everybody comes out, I mean, they're from, you know, 98 pounds all the way through heavy. I think they're, they're going to be super competitive in pretty much every weight class. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun for sure. So, okay. Ryan, as always, thank you for, for breaking down all of these teams and doing all the homework that you do. And, uh, we'll, we'll do it again next week, except it'll be boys basketball. Yeah. We might have some, some broadcasts coming up hopefully soon too. So that I'm looking forward to that one as we can actually do some live sports again now that football season's over. So yes, stay tuned for all of that as well. Uh, all right. Thanks for tuning in to the North Idaho Prepcast, everybody for Ryan Skaggs. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.